All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. Very special edition with Marlo and Casey in the same house. Casey, how are we doing today? On location. We are struggling, I think. <laughs> struggling. Struggling, if you can't tell by my voice already. Yeah, we uh, are here down visiting Chicago for our uh, fantasy football weekend, which maybe we'll uh, draft weekend, I guess, which maybe we'll get to in a little bit, but uh yeah it was a, a long a long draft day let's say that <laughs> yeah to, to say the least uh and quite frankly we're probably getting too old for this stuff <laughs> uh but yeah we had fantasy so <clears throat> full full weekend of nfl a lot of preseason yesterday i think i watched more preseason games yesterday than i've watched in like years <laughs> yeah it's uh as we're we're drafting, we're just trying to get a taste of the NFL, and you know that's what we're getting here in these these preseason games. Just a little taste of what what is to come uh, in the NFL, but not real NFL football. <laughs> you get a good quarter, maybe a drive of NFL football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of which, game two. I think last week we talked a little bit about Sam Darnold. Uh, get, he got a Hall of Fame jersey. Yeah. Uh, his second time around. Might have to take it away. <laughs> already, already out of kicked out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, uh, in game two. Yeah, I think he had a, an, another struggle, and I think it's going to be really interesting how the Jets treat Sam Darnold through the through the year. Are they going to? You know, we talked about I think wh- when uh, we went through the rookie quarterbacks and how uh, I think he's going to he's going to struggle. He's going to make a lot of bad decisions. He made a lot of bad decisions at USC, and are the Jets going to? How are they going to work through that? Are they just going to throw out there, let them play, make those, you know, work, uh, work and play through it, or are they going? Would they be better served to have him uh, kind of sit the year out and play behind uh, your guy Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So the, after the first game, everyone wanted to say Darnold should be the starter, and this, uh, just getting back to the over overreactions yeah. to a couple preseason snaps, and I don't think uh, you know. He had some struggles. Everyone was like, talking about how he wasn't a rookie. Breaking, he could break down plays, process. That was oh. the big, that was the big, big buzzword. Look at him out there processing plays. Booker McFarland was going crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. At the same time, like Teddy Bridgewater, who's played actual NFL games, yeah, playoff games, yeah, uh, is sitting back there. And I, I mean, I guess I, I'm not a Jets fan, but if I was, I'd be like, just start Teddy. Like, not, yeah. not even talk about Darnold. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the push. I guess it's they're the Jets. They they <laughs> they're desperate for a quarterback. We're talking about the Jets here. They have been for uh, for some time, so I think they just you know are ready to throw him the keys. But man, I would I would definitely be if I was a Jets fan looking for Teddy Bridgewater. He looks he looks good. Yeah, happy for him. Happy that he's yeah. back out there looking good. Again in preseason. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when. Do you um, want to do overreaction with the Packers? They scored like eighty points. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> offensive juggernauts. Offensive juggernauts. I, I think you know, if, you know. Well, I guess let's start with Rodgers. Rodgers looked good on his one one drive. You know, just. Uh, Were you nervous the whole time? The whole time, every play, I just am gripped with fear that something terrible is going to happen uh, in preseason. Uh, that that he'll get hurt, and then you know he did his one drive, got touchdown to Jimmy Graham. That was good to see. Um, oh, dude, I'm so <laughs> I'm so scared of that combination. The Jimmy Grant in the yeah. red zone. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, the Packers have had tight ends, so we're uh, we're hoping to 
have that back in the offense. It'll be I'm fingers crossed. Looking forward to it. Uh, let's get through the preseason here. Um, <laughs> and then you know the backup quarterbacks came in, and uh, maybe it says more about the Steelers' defense than <laughs> Packers' offense because I don't think that uh, Kaiser or Hundley are gonna look that good maybe ever again. But it was a big win. Big win. Big week two preseason win. Right. So, yeah, the quarterback race, who's going to win that one? I I still have to think that it's going to be Kaiser because they tra- went out and traded for him. And we saw Hundley in real NFL snaps last year when Rodgers went out, and that was not pretty. That was not fun to root for. Um, and then uh, – I, so that's that's the way I'm still leaning. I can't – I don't think they'll carry both of them into the season, but we'll see. Well, either way, that's going to be the next great quarterback for the Packers for the next 15 years. <laughs> um, I think th- I think the Packers are going to pay your boy Rodgers. Yeah, that's been out there. So, uh, you know, congratulations. It's been a tough road to finally get the be the highest paid player in NFL history. Yeah. <coughs> um, the Bears played the Broncos, and now we had a thrilling, thrilling 24 to 23 game. Mm. Nail biter. Uh, Mr. Bisky still the truth <laughs> with one touchdown, <laughs> even though he did have an interception. Um, but, dude, Chase Daniels, I think he's a baller going out there for 189 yards. Um, some, some, of the other, some of the other things we saw, Jordan Howard looking like a running back. Um, and, that, and then on the Broncos side, who, like, who, like pa- can we talk about Paxton Lynch? How he's getting booed by us. <laughs> His home fans, it's not. <laughs> he was he was a typical. He was the epitome of right place, right time. Yeah, got paid a bunch of money, and now is probably not gonna make the team. I mean, Chad Kelly else. was looking good. Yeah, yeah, Kelly definitely looked better. I, I still can't going back to when they picked uh, Paxton Lynch. I still can't believe how how high he went and and that whole process. You know, coming out out of Memphis, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> That was a shock to me at the time, and he has not improved, it seems like, at all yeah. in, in, in the time since. So I would imagine his days in Denver are relatively It's because he beat Auburn. Was that, didn't he beat somebody? I, I have know. to look. Yeah, we'll look it up later. <laughs> yeah, I think he had one. It was kind of like, a, I guess in my mind, like a Matt Flynn thing. He had one big game, yeah. one good game, and then his stock shot up. Uh, still surprised. But it's, uh, I think he's on the way out. Okay. Probably should have started with this question as we dive into the mailbags. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We covered it a little bit, but we had a question from Aaron. What are you looking for in the preseason games? (laughs) Oh, I kind of touched on it, Uh, (laughs) how I watch the preseason games. Very nervy, just everybody stay healthy, be okay. Let's get to the regular season. That's what I'm, I'm looking for, uh, just the health. And then uh, I guess the, the starters get through their, you know, one driver, one quarter, whatever they're doing healthy. And after yeah. that, then I, I kind of tune in a little bit on, you know, the position battles and, and seeing the rookies. But it's, it's a nervy watch for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I – well, especially now that we've gone through one fantasy draft, I have a couple more to go. Um, I look for – I look – in the second and third quarter for those people, those players that might have an impact come actually the regular season, those diamonds in the rough mm-hmm. have you that you don't know about, and that always burns me in the end. <laughs> a 
again, they're playing against nobody, and I'm like, I'm going to pick them up in the third round of some draft, thinking I got a total steal, and, and then they're cut. Yeah, then they're cut. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> when you look at my fantasy team, I don't do quite as much work in preparation <laughs> as Marlon, not really focusing on on that. So, um, yeah, but that's, that's what we're trying to watch in these uh, preseason games, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yes, yeah, so with another week of preseason, we had the second episode of Hard Knocks. We bring s- we're going to bring Scott back on to give a recap. This time, a little shorter. <laughs> this is not going to be as long, so uh, bear with us uh, for the recap of episode two of Hard Knocks. All right, we're joined again by our Browns correspondent for the review of episode two of Hard Knocks, Scott, this time live and in person. And I do have to say, he is sporting a... Fabulous, custom-made Browns quarterback jersey. Scott, how are we doing? Thanks, Marla. It's it's great to be uh, to be back with you all. I'm very excited for the NFL season. Another another week of the preseason. Another week of of uh, false hope for for Brown fans. Browns fans everywhere. All right. So we started episode two of Hard Knocks. To wind it back, you called. You foresaw, you foreseen, you foresaw, how do you fucking say that? You foresaw. Yeah, that's right. That's, you not, foresaw, that right. that's how we say it in Cleveland. Yeah, that's how we say it in Cleveland. You foresaw some of the things that came up. So first thing was, you're asking about the Coleman incident, and he got traded, and that's how it started off. It is, but it was it was kind of unfulfilling, because you're talking about someone that we essentially gave up, I think, I think it was Carson Wentz, for... Um, you know, he was the f- the 15th overall pick of the first round of the 2015 draft, and they traded him for a conditional ham sandwich. Absolutely nothing. Total crap. They traded him for nothing. This is a guy that had, he had great athletic ability, and I don't know, it was terrible, but the, it was kind of, as a Browns fan, I guess now we're just on the hate Corey Coleman train, so here here we are. Now we all hate him. Um instead of being managed properly and brought back into the fold like good leadership would do we were just like oh you're not happy here and you're not you're underperforming all right get out of here um, but now that we're on the hate Corey Coleman train instead of blaming our management for it it is fulfilling to, to hard knocks like opened up with him with his like giant shoe collection yep which yep. i don't know if there's anything more yep. hollow in life than a giant shoe yep. collection like that- you, you could have charity you could have a family no, you have a lot of shoes that you don't wear. You did, you did do a charity for shoes, though. Oh, you did do you that. Did. All right, I missed that part. <laughs> but like, I can't think of I can't think of more of an just feeling like a like total asshole than packing up like hundreds of pairs of shoes and moving to Buffalo because you failed at your job in Cleveland. Right. So that's this. So hard knocks started off so like as hard knocks. That was my hard knocks moment, right? Yeah. And I knew hard knocks was back. You, first of all, you called it, and it was like they did the whole. It seemed sentimental, and then they just went into Corey Coleman going into head coach's office, being like, "Why am I not in first team?" Yeah, and if that I'm was not in first team. Just trade me. And and he's since come out and been like, they should have showed the whole thing. And I agree with them. Like, there's no way that was the entire conversation. Oh yeah. And I I didn't like that aspect of it, and I don't think the rest of the conversation would probably help Corey Coleman, but. It seemed like they could have showed more. I did. I did like. I mean, Hard Knocks is amazing. I did like. There was like this pause, 
And then the narrator comes on. He goes, Corey Coleman and his thousand pairs of sneakers are gone. And it's like, <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, that's how it started. Coleman was gone. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, man, Scott called that 100%. And now I was hooked. So they got that. And then the credits roll. We had the sprinklers. We had the LeBron's, LeBron sign that wasn't there that's replaced by Cleveland Brown's hard knock sign. And then. So it was interesting. So they. An interesting thing about the Corey Coleman thing, and I don't, I don't remember the, the exact chronology, but I don't, I don't think the listeners necessarily care, but you got, you got Dorsey, um, Dorsey and Healy, I think, talking about strategy of who to get next. So it's like they just shipped this guy out, and they didn't have a plan. They're like, all right, now who do we pick up? And they have a list. So Healy's the strategist and player personnel guy. Um, Dorsey's the GM. And they're going through the list of like, oh yeah, now how do we replace this guy that we just shipped out, this talent we just shipped out? And what the like, how are you an organization that you ship this guy out for nothing and then figure out, okay, how do we replace him? And they start going through it, and this starts the whole Des train, or maybe the Des train already started before this, but um, you know, Healy's going through this and he's and, and Dorsey goes, Oh, uh, I see you don't have Des in the list. And Healy goes, Oh yeah, no, he's down at the bottom. Um, you know, he's he's. Who was that guy? He was he was he, the like uh, strategist player personnel he guy. Looked, he's like he the numbers just, guy. He just looked like a dude just hanging out. Am I wrong? I think they treat him like that, unfortunately. But I think that's the that's the future of the league. That's the that was the future of Major League Baseball. It's the it's the numbers guy, right? Yeah, he's a numbers guy, and the worst part is like he's sitting across the table from some guy who only wears a brown sweatshirt with coffee stains on it. <laughs> with coffee he's stains. Like, and I'm pretty sure he's like. Yeah, I, I know better. I know more about players than you do, but he can't do anything about it. He's like, yeah, you're the you're the you're the people that just traded away your 2015 first round pick and got nothing in return, and now you're asking me to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, conditional ham sandwich, and now you're asking me to fix it. There's nobody out there. There's not quality wide receivers that are just going to fix this, and that that ties into then to compound the issue. You got the Callaway situation. Right. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to bring that up. So you had Callaway, which hadn't brought up at this point, but Callaway, they started off and they showed him getting in, which you called, which Scott called, getting into trouble with the law, getting pulled over. They showed the uh, they showed the actual footage from the cop car of him getting pulled over, and him saying basically wasn't. Oh, his, sh- his car got shipped up. You called the whole thing. You call- Oh, no, actually, that was probably offline, huh? I think you said it offline, right? It's all right. Uh, you, anytime you're giving me credit for calling something, I'm going to just no, accept it. No, you call it. it offline. But it was a Callaway situation. You call it, but he didn't tell the coaches. It's definitely not a first time. But, yeah, it, uh, he, he didn't tell the coaching staff. He didn't tell GMs, and he just went to practice, and he had a very somber mood during practice. I thought I thought it was interesting. So yeah, so he has this. He's he's pulled over for. It, it was kind of these weird charges of like there's technically marijuana, but there's not really marijuana there. Like it's resin or something. It's it's nothing significant. Um, otherwise, a traffic ticket, and then like sort of like handguns, but not really. Like it, it's it's these trumped up kind of charges 
actually wasn't trumped up charges. It was like trumped up accusations, sort of. That could have been really bad, but it actually wasn't that bad. But it was interesting because Callaway, I think, thought he could like maybe get away with it or like just didn't know how to handle it. And so he's just trying to go through practice, but he just looks like a lost puppy. And multiple coaches, including um, Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson, like walk up to him and like, hey, man, you doing okay? You seem lost. Like, what's going on, man? Like, what's wrong? You got to you gotta talk to me. And, and that's they what, noticed it. They me, noticed when, something was wrong. When I was crazy. watching it, that, I, that's when I realized, like, he's a talent because otherwise they probably wouldn't give him that much attention. Yeah, and again, I don't like it. Like, this guy is screwed. If you dump, he he was he is a four, first round talent that went in the fourth round. If the Browns dumped him, he would be totally screwed. His total his career would be totally derailed. And yet they're treating him like he's a first round pick, like he's a a seasoned vet that deserves all this deference. It's like no, you don't deserve deference. You should be hard on him. You should basically say you are one slip up away from being totally jobless. You are a piece of guard. Like get your shit in gear. And they. They weren't that harsh with him. And yeah, it was so yeah, exactly. So go, going ahead, going ahead. When they found out, they sat down with him, gave him a little, oh, I'm disappointed with you talk. And then his punishment was you get to play every snap of the preseason game. Which he should be I playing. I probably give an opinion about that. Yeah, so this is a guy that did not play. So he's a he's, he came out of Florida. He did not play the entire last year because of his off-the-field issues. This is a guy that needs reps. He needs to be in the NFL taking reps. And you're going to punish him by playing him? So you're either not actually punishing him, you're rewarding him by playing him because he's going to get better at his craft, or you're, you're making him at a uh, higher risk for injury by playing him. And either way, it's, it's not the sign of a winning organization. If this is something that you do, you also don't tell the public about it. This should stay within the Browns organization, and yep. th- this is your punishment, Callaway. Yep. Um, and it's not just because of hard knocks. Like this was just he, Hugh Jackson came out and said, "Like, yeah, that's what we did." That's not something you should admit. Like, th- it's it's a it's a JV move. Like, this is bad management, it was bad coaching. It was, yeah, it was a total millennial move. Like, oh yeah, no one's gonna know about it. Like he totally got caught. And was like, mm, if I don't say anything, it'll go away. Also, I I, I do have to say. They, they they go to him and they say, look, if things come up in the future, um, we need you to call. Because the, the whole thing is they didn't he didn't tell the coaches right away. Yep. And they Hugh Jackson goes, look, if things come up in the future, you have our number. You call us as soon as possible. Look, if, if you're accused of breaking the law, you call your attorney. You don't call your coaches because that's not privileged. I'm just going to speak from a lawyer's perspective right, right, here. Uh, Do side not. Note, that side is, note, he's a lawyer. This is terrible advice. <laughs> If you are accused of a crime, do not call your coach and tell him what you did. I will. I will put it. I'll put his phone. I'll put his phone number in the show notes. Especially if it's Urban Meyer. <laughs> wow! Wow! Casey spitting fire. <laughs> Keeping it in Ohio. Keeping it in Ohio. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the Callaway thing is. <laughs> Casey, Casey's laughing at his own joke. He likes it. It's worthy. It's it's yeah. It's worth no, no, no. And you're totally right because a lot of the focus of this episode was was the wide receivers, and then the other Callaway thing and his whole punishment, which we'll get to later, was to play every snap for the preseason game, which is and it made him look good. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, <coughs> since the since the since the 
Since the, since the focus was on wide receivers, you had your boy Josh Cribs, which I found out he was he became he was an he's actually an intern wide receiver coach. I don't know if anyone saw that. That was surprising to me. We don't have to go into it, but I thought that was a point of note. This is Josh Cribs talking to wide receivers. Yeah, that was interesting. One of the best return men on Cleveland of all time, and that says a lot because Eric Metcalf was also an amazing return man. Um, but yeah, he, he's there and he's just being kind of Josh Cribs. And he's like trying to motivate people, and he's he's interesting. Yeah, the truth's gonna throw a lot of picks this year. It's preseason game two. Trub Ian Inski. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, look, you see how pissed he is. He's a competitor. Yeah, competitor. Competitor. Yeah, he fucked up. Not his fault. Look at this. Look at this. All right, we're watching the Bears game. Drops back. Oh yeah, the wide receiver did not. Oh, that was. Uh, oh, yeah, it kind of threw it right to the other guy. Dude, that's Cohen's. That's, <laughs> that was no, pretty that much was right. In his no, fuck basket. you. That's Cohen's fault. Cohen's like, oh, I'm gonna stand here. Yeah. By the way, Cohen. Cohen. That was Cohen, a great pass to that uh, uh, linebacker. Do you guys agree? Bears aren't wearing orange today. With a name like yeah, Cohen, he's yeah, a no POC told JD, right? He's a POC JD. Okay. Anyways, back to back to hard knocks. All right. So back to our notes. So Marlo, I have to say that um, you also called something, which is you're like, I want my roster bubble guy. Where's yeah. my roster bubble yep. guy? This is hard knocks. Yep. And we didn't see that in the first episode, mm. but we got it in the second episode with uh, with Kajus. Kajus. How do you do that? I can't do it. <laughs> it is the most annoying thing ever, though. I hope they cut him immediately. That's <laughs> uh, a hard. It's a hot take. I know. I know he's likable. I could get lost in his no, eyes. He was very, very likable. His dad was not as likable. Also, how is that? His dad is so fit. He's like, I had like 16 heart attacks. How? You look right. jacked. Yeah. He could bench press me. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they did a very good job of... They did a very good job of... He's not going to make it. And then they had the interview, and his dad had a heart attack they didn't know about, and we had tears. We had the first tears of hard knocks. Yeah, it was it was a touching scene. It's it's a cool thing, but that whistle thing is just so annoying. Oh my god, it's got to die. It was a, they played it up too. He was just whistling on the practice field at the game. Yeah, at the game, and he's like, "I hear it." It's like, so here's the thing: I do love touching stories of hard knocks. Yeah, I just felt like that one was a little forced. Like as far as like, they were like on a lake. But yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a lake yeah, that was relevant. Like, it just made like the whistle thing. I'm up in the yeah, but I I will follow the story. We jumping ahead. We were watching the uh, preseason game together. A little bit, a little bit. Didn't he catch had, all of it. He had a turnover and they didn't give it to him. Yeah. The review. Yeah, he was on special teams. Yeah. I don't think he forced the fumble, but he recovered it and they didn't give it to him. And it was kind of a, a crap call. Well, we were we were cheering for him. We were we yeah. were. Look, I like the guy. I like Kajus. It's just. The whistle thing's got to get. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, we following Juice. That's the first. Yeah, that's the first like roster line that might be cut that we're following. Um. So I think I think that does bring us to the actual preseason game. Oh, wait, I want to talk about the um. So Kajus is a tight end, essentially like roster bubble tight end, and then David Njoku, who I was really looking forward to to seeing more about because he was just an interesting guy, a uh, first round pick that the Browns I think traded back up in the first round to get last year. Um. He he had like some drops. So there were like two there were two players that had a bunch of drops. Like first off, they showed Corey Coleman only dropping passes, which he definitely didn't drop every pass thrown to his way. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was some yeah, yeah. that was some like the kind first, of the first like 
two minutes of the episode, it was like he's, they showed him ten, ten drops. Yeah, like he didn't drop every pass. I guarantee he caught some. And then they show Njoku, and he's he's dropping things left and right. That was the other thing you. That was the other thing you called the tight end. Yeah, you he, called that one. Yeah, well, he's just he's an obvious pick for like an interesting guy. Um, but he's dropping things. And then there's the uh, it's the jugs machine, right? Where you you yeah they made him they made him get what 15 30 30 30 30 catches the from the jugs. So jugs machine is like it's an uh, it like automatic. It's like a you drop pitching a machine. It's a football. pitching machine. Yeah, you throw the f- you drop the football into a machine. It shoots it out, and the receivers can practice catching, or the tight ends can practice catching, or running backs whoever's practicing catching. But it's funny showing him. They showed him the drops, and people are like, "Oh man, you gotta get on the jugs machine. You gotta get on the jugs machine." And then um, I think it was Nate Orchard was like, it, it was probably my favorite dialogue of the episode. He goes, what up, David? Uh, make sure you get on the jugs. David goes, fuck you. <laughs> and Nate Orchard goes, all right, cool, good talk. It was a good, uh, it was great. Um, but no, he's just a cool guy. I think he's got his head on straight. I think he's got... He's an absolute mismatch down the field. He he's gonna be great. Um, he's got the drops. He's gonna have drops this this year, but yeah. he's gonna be really good for us. Yeah. So you ready to go into the actual preseason game to like look ahead, or do you have other? Uh, well. So uh, here's what I want to say. Here's if you don't. Here's what I want to say. I got mad respect for Hugh this this episode because he actually looked like a badass NFL coach. Like it, it, like to me, his feel, the feeling was, he stood up, he said some shit, cause I've watched, like, like I said, like I said last week was, you know, I love this stuff. I love Hard Knocks. I've watched Hard Knocks. I've watched um, All or Nothing, all this stuff, and like some of the coaches, like Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett should be fired right now. He's a terrible coach. I've watched. Who was the guy that said before? Um. Uh, Sean, not Sean, uh, um, eight and eight. Yeah. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Just terrible. Like you, you look not at Miles it. Garrett. Miles Garrett is our. No, you look at them. Yeah, and like you look at them, and you look at them on these series, you realize like, oh yeah, I get why you're not a good coach. I look at Hugh in this past coach, and he got fired up, and I could be like, oh, that's why, like. Jason Garrett, by the way, is the Cowboys Jason coach. Garrett. Miles Garrett is the uh, yeah. Browns defensive yeah. end. That was the number one overall pick. I don't know right. why. That, so sorry, there's been Marlo, some Marlo, we're going to cut all this right now going uh, forward. <laughs> you don't make it sound like I've got a brain injury like the last one where I couldn't yeah, yeah. hear what was going, going on. Going for it. Going for it. No, I didn't really watch the preseason game all that much. We, we, didn't, we didn't get to the preseason no. game until like the third quarter. Do you have anything else? Let's, let's just, just talk about, about let's talk about the, let's talk about the coaching a little bit. Like let's just talk about the coaching a little bit and leave it at that. Oh, oh. yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I, but I'm not gonna have an in-depth analysis of the preseason game. Right, right. But that's what I mean. I yeah, let's do that. I didn't yeah, know yeah. Anything else of the episode? All right. No, so that was. Oh, that would have been the going into the preseason game. The yeah, yeah. That's good. No, we can talk about that much. Yeah, because we got to talk about the OBJ thing. Yeah. I can't have in-depth analysis of something I didn't watch, Quiz. I didn't see the first two quarters of the preseason game, which no, is what the starters talking, play. No, we're talking about the first preseason game. Oh. That was from the first one, right? Oh, I thought we did that last week. No, because oh. Cleveland, Cleveland played New Jersey, right? They played Saturday before? 
Cleveland played the Giants in the first one. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. So that's the Baker and then yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so we're good. We're yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. Talk, we won't talk about going forward. We'll just talk about that and then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I'm good on that. I'm good on the. I'm good on the first one. And then we'll end on talking about Jones, like Jones talk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. So another thing you called from last week, actually seeing the preseason game before the Hard Knocks episode actually aired. Which was. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Did you have something to say? Did I break a train of thought? Did I? <laughs> Another thing you actually called seeing the preseason game when we talked last week, but that we weren't able to see was like during uh, on Hard Knocks, apparently Baker and Odell Beckham Jr. are best friends. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get where that connection comes from, but they were like, OBJ was like very excited. Like, I get why Baker would be excited to see OBJ because he's an established absolute star, yep. one of the most dominant as position yep. that we've seen in recent years. But OBJ was like super stoked to see Baker Mayfield, who's so the presumptive backup of the worst team in the league the last two years. Like it, it was a little bit the love affair between the two of them was a little bit weird. Yeah, they just love each other, and I, I mean that might that might just be us being old. Yeah, they probably were like friends in on IG. Yeah, going back and forth. But yeah, no, it was definitely weird to see on camera. Like, oh hey man, what's up? Oh love everywhere. Right. And then like he's a rookie. Yeah. Where did that come from? So that you know, I agree. That was that was. Of all the things I thought would show up in Hard Knocks, I, that was that was pretty shocking. I did not expect OBJ to yeah. be making like this this these love fest overtures to. Yeah. Exactly, and then yeah, and then the way they covered the game was pretty. I'll give you credit, man. You called it like to the T. The way they covered the actual preseason game on Hard Knocks last week. Yeah, I mean it was it was a positive thing for the Browns. I think th like they're trying to they're trying to spend the narrative of this turnaround for this, you know, historically bad team, to go one and fifteen, then zero and sixteen in subsequent years. The whole idea is like change is coming. We're gonna have a big turnaround here, right? So, it's that's what they're trying. That's what they're trying to spin. So it them do, them doing very well against the Giants, moving the ball at will on the offensive side of it. That that fits into their narrative. Yeah. Giving Ajoku. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You totally called the Ajoku who had two touchdowns. They featured him throughout the episode, obviously because he had. He did very well during the preseason game, so you called that one. Um, but besides that, I think one of the other uh, – I don't want to call it surprising, but one of the narratives throughout that episode was, was a lot of Des Bryant talk. A lot of Des Bryant talk. A lot of Des Bryant talk from the very beginning on, right? Like they were talking about how do we replace – we talked about it earlier. How do we repla replace Corey Coleman? And, you know, Dorsey and Healy are sitting in there talking about it, and they're talking about Des. Hey, I don't see Des on here. Uh, I don't see Des Bryant on here. Oh yeah, he's just listed under Des. Oh, he's um, I don't know how old he is. He's like, I think they, he said he was like gonna be twenty nine. And he's like, oh, it's twenty eight. And then Healy was like, he's twenty eight point seven five. At some point, we got Wikipedia. Yeah. 
But it almost doesn't matter. It's just it's it's silly, and I don't I don't know what Des Bryant really gets you on this Browns team. It's not like it's not like oh we're just we're just one red zone threat away from a Super Bowl. I I don't know what this gets you. Yeah, I th- I'm gonna come over from a different. I I agree with you, but I'm coming from a different angle as. I thought it was very interesting that Hard Knocks and NFL would let a player that's not on a team's name float out that much. A lot. A lot. Like, very, like, that was conversations like, Des would be here. And, and we'll see what happens. I mean, as we're recording this, Des went to, go, went to go visit Cleveland, and we'll see what happens. But the fact that they were talking about it, like, n- not as a person on the team, was, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, and I think I don't I I don't think Des makes any sense here. I don't think they signed Des. I think this is all a bunch of hoopla for nothing. I think I think management is maybe under pressure to make something happen because they just totally punted away a first round talent. Well, what was seen as a first round talent, maybe he's not great. And yeah, I intended that pun. It's twenty eighteen. Did you see um, all? Did you see all the me- Did you see all the memes that came out after like ba- Baker Mayfield's first preseason game when he was showing out? About how Des like before that and Des after, you're like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, again, it's <laughs> it's all like Des loves it, the Browns love it. It's all it's all good TV, but it doesn't make sense from a football standpoint. So I don't think it's gonna make sense from uh, a reality standpoint. Des Bryant will not be a Cleveland Brown in 2018. Oh, you heard it. Oh, that was the def- that was definitive. That was definitive from calling it right here. That was definitive from Scott. I think it's a wrap up. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, I'm looking forward um, to seeing you know the the coaching staff in the first episode. I think looked absolutely terrible. Not a professional coaching staff. I think they're coming around a little bit more, taking a, a harder stance. Maybe in part in reaction to, actually in reaction to maybe um, Hard Knocks in that episode. Um, it's interesting to see how they'll be continue to be portrayed and to see how management and the coaching staff handles the team here moving forward. That's that to me is the most important thing about. Do you have any any predictions for next episode? Um, I think next next episode we might see the failure of the Des Bryant um, acquisition, and or they'll may try to drag it on, but it's it's going to be it's not they're not going to acquire him. Um, They might play up the um, the Browns preseason game against the Bills, and that Tyrod Tyrod Taylor was um, you know it's his former team. Corey Coleman was just traded; he didn't get a single catch. I don't think, or didn't do anything significant. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe a follow-up on Callaway and, and that situation. All right, so... We <laughs> All right. All right, there we go. There, there we have it. We have the review of uh, episode two. Scott will be back for episode three next week. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Scott, for coming through. We'll see you later. All right, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Thanks, Scott, for keeping that short. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey, also Casey, Casey was there, but he had to get up in a phone call in the middle of that. Yeah, that interview with Scott it was very pressing matters, but he's back now. And guess who else is back, Casey? Who's that? It's not Tiger. Not Tiger. Well, Tiger's back. Tiger's That's always back. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost nearly all the way, way there. But Duke is back. Duke is back. More people back. Duke. I I don't know if I've seen more. Off-season hype for a basketball team <laughs> ever.
Bro, what are they? They're like they're playing. Where are they playing? They're playing in. They're playing a Canadian playing tour there. Yeah, yeah Canadian tour up in the Great White North. They're like on ESPN. There's social media, yeah, everywhere about Zion Williams dunking on people. Yeah, but Duke Duke's officially back. They're winning the national title. Why even play? I know. Yeah, I mean they had the three best three best players in college basketball. Through breast freshman, I guess was. I'll play in the same position, so we'll see how that, that goes. It's only one ball. Only one ball. Only one four. I guess you can play two forwards. Yeah. I don't know. In, today, in today's NCAA, who yeah. knows what, y- what you can do. But That's Coach yeah, K. Dunking on uh, the Canadian teams. They ducked uh, Carleton, who's the, the best team in, in Canada. If you remember when uh, Wisconsin went on their Canadian tour in 2013, uh, we lost. A <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> remember that at all. <laughs> So uh, Duke, even when they're going on a, a nationwide tour, is ducking the, the best team. That was I attempted a shot at Duke in <laughs> 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 World One tour here. Um, but I didn't even realize that there's other uh, tours going on this summer. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State are going to Spain. Maryland's going to Italy. Uh, but I haven't heard any a lick about any of those things. I just <laughs> it's all Duke <laughs> up in Canada. It's all Duke. Yeah, Zion's. He's actually like throwing down like thirty points a game. Uh, did you see the dunk from the free throw line? Yeah, that was actually impressive. I mean, yeah, dunk from the free throw line is always impressive, but and f- no matter where you see that, it's always Zion. Zion dunk from the free throw line. He's three hundred pounds. <laughs> 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 that always follows it up. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is something to behold out there with his his athleticism. Um, again, I feel like. Despite it being wall to wall on ESPN, I feel like I haven't watched much of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just see I just see a Twitter and everywhere. All yeah, day. yeah. Oh, Notre Dame's in the Bahamas too. Oh, I, okay. I guess they're going to be playing the Bahamas collegiate colleges there. I don't know. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just on a beach. I'm not sure who they're playing. Which tournament was Duke's first tournament? Are they going to Hawaii or whatever? They're in the. I know they have the Champions Classic. There we go, the Champions Classic. I can't wait till that comes out. That's going to be a hot ticket, Madison Square Garden, right? Do I believe? Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's going to be a very expensive ticket. If they go out and like lose that first game <laughs> <laughs> to Kentucky, <laughs> it all hell is going to break loose. So, Duke's back. This is going to be a good year for the Badgers because they'll be flying under the radar because everyone's talking about Duke. I saw that. Uh, uh, I forget what uh, publication. It was, but they had their preseason All-Americans, and uh, uh, your boy Ethan Happ was up there as a preseason All-American. Ethan's getting a lot of preseason hype already. I mean, he's a, he's a, he deserves it. Like, he's a very good college player. Yeah. Well. It's just funny because we know, like, that's, that's the ceiling. Yeah. It's weird to see. <sighs> Uh-oh, cases. No, I, I mean, it's going <laughs> to avoid going off in, in this. I, I think. I think there's a chance that he could have a really good year and live up to that preseason All-American. I just don't know how good the rest of the team is to to kind of warrant that. But uh, it's good to see him get the attention. Hopefully, he can has learned uh, learned to shoot the ball. Yeah, how, over <laughs> under for how many threes this season for Ethan Happ? Did he make any last year? I think he made. He made one. I mean, yeah, I think he made one. Anyway, okay. Too much Badger. It's way too much. Too much Badger basketball Badger, talk. Badgers, Badger basketball in August. Can't, yeah, can't uh, overlooking a little bit too much getting that. But uh, yeah, Duke has that's college basketball on our minds, I guess. Uh, also going on, I don't know if you've seen this, Casey, but Little League World Series. Yeah, one of my uh, 
One of my favorite summer events. I love watching the kids out there playing with, for the love of the game, for the yeah. passion. Yeah. Your favorite you know, foods. Pure, pure, honest baseball. Yeah. Um, Give or take age-related cheating scandals and <laughs> redistricting <laughs> scandals. But other than that, pure, honest love of the sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids. And then when, who have tears when they strike out. Yeah. And say, like, every player has to play, right? Has to have an at-bat. Love yeah. these rules. <laughs> um, what The reason it came on my radar, because I saw a clip of, I think it was the, it was the longest Little League World Series game. I think it went 11 innings. Mm -hmm. Hawaii won on a walk-off home run. Sorry, I don't have the kid's name right now. But he, re he hit the home run and reacted the double-handed, Bat toss, bat flip. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and that's when it was like, little, little League World Series, is it? Yeah, I think uh, it's pretty well established. We're a fan of bat flips here on. Yes. <laughs> on the pod. Uh, and it was, uh, he was uh, copying uh, Bryce Harper's uh, bat flip when he won the home run derby, uh, which was kind of neat to see that. And if you have seen it side by side, it like, is exactly the same. It's so cool. And uh, maybe not within, you know, the – Little League World Series uh, kind of, what, ethic or whatever. You would, you know, the sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. You, you might want to see the Little League. But I thought it was awesome. Oh, it was, it was so awesome. I even think the kids that lost were like, mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, but tonight, I guess it's a, a weird thing to talk about. It's one of my favorite uh, parts of the Little League World Series. I think this is the second or third year they've done this where they have an MLB game at the stadium. Uh, little league, and it's really cool to see, you know, the MLB players there playing in front of all these all these kids, and it just feels really quaint. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, almost like a throwback to a more simple time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool to see. And then it's before it was about money. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, before. <laughs> uh, yeah, more. Yeah, uh, but it, it's really cool to see, you know, all the kids going crazy at the beginning and then at the end of the game, the stadium's half empty or <laughs> and it's yeah. really quiet because it's past all the kids' bedtime <laughs> falling asleep. <laughs> Got to get back to the hotel. So it, gets, it gets real yeah, quiet. That has to be a sight. I would actually, I say I'd want to check it out and then I'd probably get to Wilmansport and be like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> all these kids everywhere. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is, what is going on? Maybe better, better seen on TV and, and enjoyed that way, but... I'll be tuning into that tonight, uh, which will be great, and obviously, hopefully, you, uh, our, our fellow fans <laughs> saw it as they'll be hearing this after afterwards. So, uh, <laughs> it's one of the coolest things uh, I think that the Little League World Series does. So. All right, we have everyone's favorite segment, Casey's corner kick. Are you ready, Casey? Yeah. Favorite segment. Do you want to discuss our our fantasy? EPL League, is that what? Yeah, let's talk about it, because I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look up where I'm at. Yeah. I it's don't. Uh, I still don't understand how this works. So, <laughs> two weeks into the league, <laughs> still trying to figure it out. Um, for uh, those of you who haven't heard, we have the uh, Fantasy EPL League. You can still join. Um, might have to make up a few points, maybe not too many to catch up to Marlowe, but Shoot, I'm in fourth. <laughs> Down. Down, Marlowe has dropped two fourth. Um, still trying to figure out the rules yeah. <laughs> of the league. Casey, um, you're killing it though. So Casey, uh, you're winning with is it 91 points? I have 91 points so far. Uh, well, there's one more game left in game week uh, two, uh, which 
as Liverpool playing. I have three players for Liverpool, so I have even more to to gain here. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun for me being able to root <laughs> for players uh, and watching. Uh, Man United and getting to root for Paul Pogba all at the same time cheering against United, which is, you know, as people, anyone who plays fantasy knows that feeling where you're rooting, your fandom is rooting one way, but you have to root for a player uh, another way. Uh, so it's it's fun to do that with, with soccer. Or you just be like me and just pick some names and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> and then points happen. Points happen. <laughs> and you end up in fourth place. Yeah, it's, so. it's fun. It's good. So you only yeah. have how many more weeks left? <laughs> We have 36 <laughs> more game weeks left <laughs> in the season. So, again, if you, it's still time to join if you want to. Probably won't be too hard to catch up to a couple of the uh, people in the league so far. Um, but, yeah, look look into that. Marla will we'll put the, the league info in the uh, show notes again. Um, but in as far as real soccer, there's crisis a-brewing at Uh-oh. Man United. Uh-oh. It is almost entirely of their own making, which is – Kind of the the hilarious part of it, um, they lost today to Brighthove Albion three to two. Uh, Oof. Not a uh, not a team that Manchester United, the most valuable club. Uh, third, uh, is that like lo- is that like losing to the Browns? <sighs> yeah, it'd be <laughs> or worse. It's it's not a good it's not a good result. <laughs> it's not a good result. It would. <laughs> It's a it's a relatively big upset, and um, for United, who has you know aspirations or should have aspirations to win the league, um, dropping those points uh, to a, a, a lower quality squad, it might be might be costly. Uh, but there's just an unrest within the team. Uh, the manager doesn't seem like he's getting along with the players. The manager doesn't seem like he's getting along with the upper uh, management. And it's as somebody who is kind of roots against United. It's been a lot of fun to see. And if you uh, want to jump in on that, I would suggest looking up. And, and press conferences because they are, as again, somebody who roots against United, pretty comedic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my uh, my take on the corner kick this week. Just enjoying the situation that Manchester United has found themselves in. All right, that's it for the corner kick. Yes, do we have anything else for him? I think that's it. That's it for this week. I feel like a relatively light week. Relatively week. We got um, also we lost a lot of brain cells, <laughs> so there's not much, <laughs> not much to recoup. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back with more, like more, uh, more, more NFL talk. You can hear about Casey's awesome fantasy team a little more. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it for me. In case any last words. Yeah. Uh, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>